Welcome back to the Fitch-ish Project with your host, Lathan Bass, as always, where we make fitness and health practical for the average person like me and you. We are back at it. First episode of 2024. I know last week I actually missed an episode because I ended up getting sick again. It wasn't COVID this time, but I had some flu-like symptoms, couldn't really eat much for a couple of days, was kind of laid up, and so did not get a podcast in last week. But we are back in 2024 with the first episode, so excited to get this thing rolling again. And before getting into this episode, just want to say thanks to all you guys that listen. Um, started this podcast last year and have been trying to get an episode out per week for um, most of the weeks in 2023. So I appreciate, again, everybody who listens and reviews, rates, who gives me feedback, all that good stuff, because you know this is something new for me, but trying to embrace this whole thing and learn and continue to put out good information and help people make their lives better through health and fitness. So that is going to continue to be the goal in 2024 as we move forward. And then the other thing I wanted to say before we got this thing started too, with it being a new year, you know, everybody has their fitness resolutions or fitness goals and things like that. A lot of people look to make fitness changes and, you know, better themselves and improve their health, which is awesome. I think that stuff is great. So a uh, perfect time to get some coaching if you are somebody who is looking for maybe little guidance, a little accountability, looking to make your own transformation. You need a good plan. You're looking to feel better, look better, all that good stuff. Um, I have five coaching spots that I am looking to fill at the beginning of the year right now. And for those first five people who sign on, you're also going to get a free month of coaching. So perfect time to get into it, start some new habits, you know, do some good things. So if you're interested, there is a link in the show notes where you can fill out an application form and get a little bit more information about that. See if it's a good fit. See if it's something that you're looking for, something that you think could help you. So if that is you, make sure you check that out. But without further ado, getting into today's topic, since it's the beginning of the year, you know, a good time to talk about you know, habits and different things like that. But I recently came across a social media trend that was talking about things that are out versus things that are in moving into the new year. So I made my own list, kind of a fitness edition of this list. And again, I always love the beginning of the year because it feels like kind of a fresh start. You can set some new goals. You can become a new person if you really want to. You know, it's the old cliche of, you know, new year, new me. But you really can't. It really just takes a decision. It takes a choice to decide to want to be better and change your life in whatever way you see fit. And it's nice to kind of have that fresh start. And so the new year is always a good time for that. And I've always been a big fan of goals and New Year's resolutions. And I know not everybody is, but I always have enjoyed them and have always gotten motivation from setting goals that I care about and chasing things and improving and bettering myself. So something that I'm passionate about and something that I enjoy talking about. So that's what I thought we would talk about within this podcast here. So on top of that, this is also the time that I started my journey, uh, you know, getting into fitness and losing 100 pounds and, you know, leading me to where I am now, where I've done a lot of different things and completely changed my life through health and fitness. And that started right around this time, about nine years ago, which is kind of crazy to think about. I was still in college. I was actually coming off of ACL surgery. So I had torn my ACL the football season previous to the new year. I was a senior, um, tore my ACL, MCL meniscus just really messed my thing up and I had to get surgery, but I couldn't get scheduled for surgery until December. So I ended up having surgery 
December 23rd, a couple days before Christmas, which kind of sucks, but had my surgery, went back home, um, rested up, you know, I was on Christmas break. So I had a little bit of downtime, you know, as I was laid up, couldn't do a whole lot, you know, just kind of on bed rest and letting that thing heal a little bit before I could get up and start the rehab process. I just started thinking about, you know, all the changes that I wanted to make. I knew that I wanted to lose weight, knew that I wanted to start building some muscle and really change my physique and also obviously change my diet and just start implementing better habits. And I knew with my recovery coming up, with my knee recovery, that was going to be at least a six-month recovery, if not longer. And I knew I wouldn't be able to do a ton of exercise right off the bat just with the whole rehab process and only having one stable knee. So I thought it'd be a good idea to start focusing on diet, which is what I did for about the first month. I just focused in on diet, started changing little habits, um, eating a little bit less and trying to eat more fruits and vegetables, focusing on protein, all that good stuff. And after about a month of doing that, you know, I got to a point where I could move a little bit and move around on my injured legs. So then I started implementing some upper body workouts while I was still rehabbing my lower body. But that kind of started the cascade of getting me into my transformation. So I was now, you know, dieting. I was able to get some upper body workouts in. I was still rehabbing my leg. And then obviously, as I progressed a couple months down the road, I was able to start doing some cardio so then I could bike. So now I was starting to do some lower body stuff, which was really good. So over time, I was just slowly adding things to my routine. And I wasn't really trying to take on too much at once, which I think is a major problem with New Year's resolutions with the beginning of the year is people want to completely change their life in the next 30 days. And that's not really how it works. Because if you try to take on too much stuff, you're just going to end up getting overwhelmed. You're not going to be able to sustain it. And eventually you are going to fall off and quit, which I think is why New Year's resolutions get such a bad rap is because people try to take on things that aren't really sustainable. And they end up quitting, you know, within the first month or second month, and they don't make it to their goals, and they don't end up making much of an improvement throughout the year. So just a reminder, you know, taking on things slowly is not a bad thing, and you're most likely going to end up in a better place than if you were to try to take on too much too soon. But back to the story, eventually, it was clear to run, lift, train about six months after that original knee surgery. And by that point, I was down about 30 pounds, which was awesome. You know, I was getting my strength back in my leg, I was able to run a little bit, I was able to train a little bit, obviously, I still wasn't back to full health. And to get my knee back to where I wanted honestly took probably a good, I don't know, 12 to 15 months, maybe a year and a half to where I really, really felt confident to do everything I wanted, you know, run, cut, play basketball, do all that different type of stuff. But throughout that process, again, it was nice to have another goal to focus on with the whole weight loss transformation. You know, being cleared helped me to start doing some of those things and taking on things and getting back to my normal life. And eventually, you know, getting to a point where down the road, I was able to completely rehab my knee. I was able to lose 75 pounds, which also was very helpful within that whole knee rehab process when you're not carrying around an excess of 75 extra pounds that will also be a little bit easier on the joints. So it was just a really transformative process for me throughout this time. And I think that if you approach it the right way, then you can make really big changes. But again, I think the key is taking things on slow, being sustainable with it, which I know isn't the sexy thing. It's not the thing that everybody wants to hear because we all want our results like yesterday. But if you truly want to get results that last, I believe that you have to do it slowly. You have to do it sustainably. Otherwise, it's just not going to last. So 
with that being said, you know, we'll get into the main main topic of today, but just wanted to kind of throw that story out there as just a, a good reminder, because with this list here, again, going to talk about six things that you should avoid and then six things that you should focus on throughout 2024 if you want to get your best results and chase your goals and change your health and improve yourself and all that good stuff. But with that being said, you know, obviously six things on the list, you don't want to be focusing on all six of those things at the same time, because again, the likelihood of you actually sticking to all six of those things, not very high. So pick one or two, you find something that connects with you that you think could really, you know, you could implement right now and could really have a big impact on your life, then pick that thing, focus on that for a month or two, and then you can slowly add things onto your plate and continue to develop those good habits. So getting to this list that I came up with. So things that are out for 2024, there are six of them. Number one, being sedentary slash too much screen time. And I think these things go hand in hand because a lot of our sedentariness, if that is a word, is due to a lot of our screen time. And I'm not the person who says like all screens are evil and phones are evil and technology is evil and AI is going to take over or anything like that. Like I love screen time and I love using my phone and I love Netflix and video games and watch movies and all that good stuff. But it is super, super easy to get overly invested in those things and consuming those things so much. Like if you go and look at your screen time right now, you probably will be a little bit shocked and maybe not if you look at that thing regularly. But I know me personally, I have more screen time than I would like. And that's just on your phone. Think about, you know, when you're at work, you're probably on a computer some of the time. At night, you're probably watching a little Netflix or you know, watching some TV. So it's very easy to see how we get so sedentary because we have these screens in front of us all the time and it's very easy to get sucked into those things. But I think a lot of problems could be solved if we were just to get more active as people. You know, we would have less pain. Our mental health would be a little bit better because we know when we get up and we get moving, we feel better mentally. We would look better, obviously, because we're up and moving. We're burning more calories. We're using more energy. We're using our bodies the way they're made to be used. Uh, we'd feel better, you know, better mood, less sickness. We'd be more productive when we're at work and, you know, doing other things. We'd have better relationships. So just by reducing some of that, you know, sedentariness and, and reducing some of that screen time, I think that we could solve a lot of problems. So that is something that we are going to try to avoid and not necessarily avoid, but we want to limit that a little bit as we move into 2024. Just get more active, get more involved in just, you know, everyday things that are going on in life, enjoy the people around you, enjoy the experiences, and just get up and move your body because that's what it was made to do. Uh, number two of things that are out for 2024, waiting for the right time. There's never going to be a right time. So you might as well just start when it's hard. Because if you can start when it's hard, that just guarantees that, you know, as you move throughout your process, you're going to be able to stick with it. Because Sometimes people will try to wait to start when everything seems perfect, when they're not busy, when they're not stressed, when they don't have things going on. But all that says is that if you can't start, you know, when it's busy, when it's hard, when things aren't the easiest, then as soon as you get to one of those spots, you're just going to quit, you're going to fall off. But if you can learn to manage living a healthy lifestyle, doing the things you need to do while things are hard, the chances of you actually being able to sustain all your good habits, you know, living a healthy lifestyle, all that good stuff is much higher because things are going to be hard. Like we think things are going to slow down. We think life is going to get easy and it may for, you know, short periods of time or different seasons, maybe a little bit busier than others, but there's always going to be things that come up. There's always going to be challenges. There's always going to be stresses. There's always going to be 
you know, reasons that you could wait or reasons that you should quit, but quit waiting for the right time, create the right time for yourself and just go for it. You know, learn to live this way, live a healthy lifestyle while things are difficult, because if you can do that, you're going to be ahead of a majority of people and you're going to be able to actually sustain the lifestyle that you want and the lifestyle that allows you to do all the things you want to do, feel better, look better, all that good stuff. Number three on the list, making excuses. This is one I think we're all guilty of from time to time. And the thing about it is your excuses may be 100% valid, but the question is, what are you going to do now? Like, You may have a super valid excuse. You may be busy. You may be stressed. You may have a lot of things going on, but like, it's your responsibility to take ownership and to change those things. You can either let your excuses dictate your situation, or you can take control and do all the things that you want to do, accomplish your goals, you know, live in a way that is more beneficial and in a way that you actually enjoy. Because I don't remember where I heard it, but somewhere, maybe it was a podcast or a video clip or something like that. And it said, you know, your your circumstances might not be your fault, but they are your responsibility to change them. Because truth is, nobody's coming to save you. Nobody's coming to change your life for you or bail you out or, you know, help you out as much as you are going to be able to help yourself. So we all have things going on, like whether it's you have more stress in your life, maybe your job is tough, maybe you're super busy, you have kids, you have life problems, maybe you have certain like medical conditions or health things that come up, but there's always going to be somebody out there who's doing more, who has less. And I think some people look at that as a bad thing or like maybe like a you know, a comparison thing of like, oh, that makes me feel bad. But I look at it as an empowering thing. Like if there's somebody out there who has less than I have, who has less resources, maybe less time, maybe they have more issues going on or a tougher life than I have, and they're accomplishing things that I want to accomplish, that's motivating to me because it just tells me that I could be doing the same thing. So no more excuses. Even though your excuses may be valid, what are you going to do now that you know, those excuses are out there. Like, are you going to sit and let the excuses run the show? Or are you going to take responsibility and live the life that you want to live? Number four, overly restrictive diets. So yes, if you are going to try to get healthier in 2024, you're probably going to have to change some things about your diet. But going from a zero to 100 rarely, rarely works. I think about my own personal, you know, transformation and like where I started versus where I am now. And my habits have slowly shifted over time. Like I started in a place where like I was eating fast food, you know, five, six, seven, eight times a week. Like it was basically at least once a day, sometimes twice a day I was eating fast food. You know, I wasn't really eating a whole lot of vegetables or fruits or anything like that. I wasn't focusing on protein. And obviously I had to change that if I wanted to get healthier, lose weight, feel better, look better, all that good stuff. But even from, you know, within that first year, like the way that I eat now is is different than the way that I ate back then because you slowly will evolve over time. But if I tried to go to the way that I eat right now back then, I don't think I would have been able to stick to it. So just understand that like, yes, you're going to have to make some changes like because if you continue to do what you've always done, you're just going to continue to be in the same position that you're in right now. But going from, you know, eating a certain way to trying to be completely 100% clean, never eating any desserts, never eating any type of things that you enjoy, cutting out all your favorite foods, like all that stuff, trying to eat eight vegetables a day and like do all these different things. Well, 
try to do that, go zero to 100, you're most likely not going to succeed. So try to take these things slow and sustainable, as I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast. And a good rule of thumb is like, if you can't see yourself doing it for like at least a good year, it's probably not worth spending your time on. Like, for example, a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm going to do the keto diet or I'm going to do this like crazy restrictive. I'm going to do the carnivore diet where I literally only eat meat. Well, if you don't see yourself doing that for an entire year, probably not the best use of your time because, yes, you are going to see results like you're going to lose weight. You're probably going to feel better because you were you know, not eating the best before. And now you're following a diet which cuts out a lot of those things that you were eating. But what happens when you get, you know, two or three months down the road and you're like, I don't feel like I can sustain this for any longer and I'm going to go back to the way that I was eating. Well, you just go back to where you were then. Like, you're going to gain the weight back. You're not going to feel as good. You're going to be in a spot where now you feel bad about that because, like, you tried and now essentially you feel like you failed versus if you take a more slow and sustainable approach where, like, okay, I know my diet isn't the best right now. Maybe I'm eating things that I shouldn't be eating as much, you know, maybe I want to cut back on some of the junk that I've been eating. And so I'm just going to try to eat more protein at every meal, I'm going to try to eat a couple fruits and vegetables at each meal or eat every day, I'm going to try to cut out maybe drinking as much of the sugary drinks every single day like that seems much more sustainable than trying to completely take on this whole new lifestyle. So don't go with the restrictive diets because they don't work. Like, I've said this so many times, and I've seen so many examples of it. And it's the reason why so many people gain their weight back, they try to do things that just aren't sustainable. So no overly restrictive diets in 2024, slow and steady is the way to go. Number five, not taking care of your mental health. And I think this goes hand in hand with exercise, but not not taking care of what's going on up top makes everything else so much harder. It's like, if I asked you or I told you you had to run a mile, would you rather run a mile on a flat surface? Or would you rather run a mile uphill? Obviously, you'd probably pick rather run a mile on just a regular flat surface because it's going to be easier. You're going to be able to do it faster. It's going to be a little bit more pleasant and enjoyable versus trying to run a mile straight uphill. Well, when you don't take care of your mental health, it's like you're trying to run an uphill battle all the time because it affects everything else that's going on. It makes trying to you know live a healthy lifestyle very, very difficult. So making sure that you're taking care of your mental health and I think a lot of people overlook some of the very simple things that you can do and that have an impact on your mental health. And a lot of the things that we can do to improve our mental health are free. And if not, there are things that, you know, you can start to prioritize that can have a huge, huge impact on just the way you feel day to day, but also the way that you, you know, perform and the way that you look and everything that has to do with health. So just doing things like exercising, exercising is probably the number one thing you can do for your mental health right alongside sleeping, getting the proper sleep, that's going to help with your mental health as well. Getting sunlight is a huge one. Again, that's a free one. Get outside, get sunlight or get some vitamin D if you're in a place where you don't have a ton of sunlight. Eating a higher quality diet, so not eating as much of the processed things, you know, not to say that those things are absolutely, you know, poisonous or the devil or anything like that. Like you can have some of those things in moderation, but trying to eat a more quality diet, whole foods, fruits, vegetables, proteins, those sort of things. Um, And then just spending some time around some good people, right? Community is a huge, huge thing when it comes to our health. And it's one of the things that I think we overlook quite a bit. Uh, But getting around good people, people who are, you know, good for you, people who aren't stressing you out all the time, people who bring you up and who bring positivity and, you know, people just who you can really connect with and enjoy their company. That's all things that you can do to help improve your mental health in 2024. Number six, the final one of things that are out for 
2024. Uh, unsustainable workout programs. And this is basically just like the same thing with the restrictive diets, but if it's not, you know, something that you can see yourself sticking with for a good solid year, then it's probably not worth doing. Like if you're in a place right now where you're like, man, I really need to make a change. I'm going to start working out six, seven days a week, or I'm going to run five miles every single day, or I'm going to go to this CrossFit class, you know, six times a week, or I'm going to go to my trainer five times a week. Like if you're saying all those things like, yeah, that sounds great in theory, but how long are you actually going to be able to sustain that? Because working out for six days a week, you know, doing that for two or three weeks is that's great. But in the long run, that really doesn't do a whole lot for you. But if you can work out, you know, three to four times per week for this entire year, well, that's something that can literally change your life. So pick the plan that you can do consistently and not just the one that you think is going to get you the fastest results or the one that sounds the best, right? So that is the six things for 2024 that we are not doing. Now let's talk about the things that we are actually doing. So the things that are in for 2024. Number one, something that I talk about all the time. If you follow me on social medias, on Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff, I talk about this all the time. But getting eight to 10,000 steps per day and preferably doing this outdoors again so we can get some of that sunlight, get some of that fresh air. But walking is seriously one of the most underrated things that I think a lot more people should take advantage of. If you are not consistently walking, I think it's one of the best habits that you could take on. And I couldn't recommend it more. Something that you're not really, you know, taking advantage of, I would urge you to start doing it in 2024. Because I think, you know, it's one of those things that just has such a huge return on your investment for the time that you have to put in. Um, it's something that I started doing, I think it was honestly back like during when COVID started. There wasn't a whole lot to do because the gyms were closed. There was a lot of things going on with work and like just a stressful time where like we just had a lot of unknowns and, you know, I didn't have my outlet of getting in the gym and, you know, keeping my mental health in place. So I started going on walks and it's something that ever since then I have implemented those and made sure to continue to go on walks because it does a lot of really good things for you physically, obviously, but from a mental standpoint, it's just so helpful. Like the clarity that you get, the focus that you get, it helps with your mood. Like it's just so great for the mental side of things. And then also on the physical side of things too. Like if you're walking 10,000 steps per day, you're going to be able to manage a better body weight. Like your body composition is going to be better just because you're simply up and moving more. You're going to feel better with less pain and less, less stiffness, which goes back to, you know, being sedentary. If you're up and moving around, getting your steps in, you're going to feel better, right? Because if you're not moving your body in different ways, if you're not, you know, getting that blood circulating and getting those muscles and joints moving, like you're just going to be stiff and you're not going to feel real great. It's going to give you better digestion. Um, and just, you know, all those different things that that we would like to have can be solved by simply just going on more walks. Like it doesn't have to be super complicated. It doesn't have to be something that, you know, is real complex, but just starting to add in, you know, 10 to 15 minute walks throughout the day is a really, really awesome place to start. But getting eight to 10,000 steps, that is number one on things that are in for 2024. Number two, prioritizing protein at each meal. Talk about this one a lot too, so I'll keep this one pretty brief, but building more muscle and having less hunger are two things that you are gonna get from prioritizing protein at each meal. Obviously, we know muscle is important, allows us to do all the things we wanna do, allows us to be strong and healthy, allows us to eat a little bit more food, which is never a bad thing, allows us to look a certain way. So building muscle is always gonna be a good thing and we need to make sure that we are getting enough protein so that we can build that muscle. And then number two, having less hunger. That's also probably a positive thing because you know, we don't like to be hungry all day or hangry. We don't like to have all those cravings and eating more protein is 
a way that you can help with those things because it's very, very hard to overeat protein. Like you don't see people eating pounds and pounds of chicken or, you know, things like that because it's hard to overeat protein. It's very easy to overeat carbs or fats with a combination of the two, but it's much, much harder to overeat protein. So when you're prioritizing protein and really focusing on getting a lot of protein, it's going to naturally make you eat less of the other stuff less of the processed foods or the junk and all that kind of stuff, which again, you probably know by now after listening to this, I'm not against those things, but I think we need to eat those things in moderation. So by focusing on more protein, you're naturally going to notice that you're eating less of that stuff. And that's going to help with how you feel and how you look. So prioritizing protein at each meal, that is number two on the list. Number three, eating more fruits and vegetables. Again, most of us, myself included, we don't get enough plants in our diet. We don't get enough produce in our diet. And these are good for, you know, a couple different reasons. Fiber obviously is a very good thing for our health. Uh, People who eat or have more fiber in their diets are typically healthier, can help with weight management, can help with your fullness and your hunger. Um, So fiber is definitely a good thing that we want to focus on and eating fruits and vegetables is a really good way to get more fiber. And obviously you have some nutrients that are in there that you aren't necessarily getting from other things. So by eating fruits and vegetables, you are checking some of those boxes getting that nutrients and covering your bases. So, and then again, with fruits and vegetables too, like when you're eating more fruits and vegetables, you're going to be eating less of the other stuff that maybe we don't want to eat quite as much. So again, that is also a good thing. Number four on the list, still enjoying desserts, still going out to eat on occasion and still enjoying alcohol if you would like to. Now, I've just talked about things that are out restrictive diets, restrictive training programs. So you understand that I am not against, you know, enjoying yourself and I'm not against living your life or having a social life, enjoying yourself, having a drink every once in a while, going out with friends if you want to, going out and having a nice dinner at a nice restaurant. I am not against all those things because again, it's got to be sustainable. Unless you plan on going the rest of your life without ever having a drink or enjoying desserts or going out to eat, then you probably should find a way to incorporate these things on a regular basis but you need to find a way to do so in moderation. And this is going to be a little bit of a trial and error process for you. I know for me, it took me quite a while to figure out how to incorporate these things and do these things in a way that was conducive to my goals. But again, it's something that is worth your time and it's worth figuring out. And it might be a little bit different for you versus like somebody else. To give you an example for me, like Most of the times I'm going to eat in a certain way, like Monday through Friday, I don't really drink alcohol. Maybe on a special occasion, I'll have a drink or two during the week, but I don't really drink alcohol unless it's on the weekends and like I'm going out with friends or doing something like that. I don't really go out to eat throughout the week. And that's that's just me. That's something that works really well for me. But on the weekends, like maybe I'll go out with friends or I'll go have pizza or I'll order some food or something like that. Desserts is a little bit different story. Like for me, I like to have a little treat every single day. So I have a little dessert at night, whether it's Rice Krispie or a couple ice cream sandwiches, or I just got a Ninja Creamy. So I've been loving that thing. But I always try to get some desserts because I like sweet stuff. So again, it's, it's going to take a little bit of trial and error and figuring out, you know, what works with you and kind of what vibes with you, but still being able to incorporate, incorporate those things is really, really important for your sustainability and for being able to not only get the results that you want, but be able to keep those results for a really, really long time. Uh, Number five on the list, strength training three to five times per week is definitely in in 2024. If you are not strength training, you are missing out on a ton of benefits. Now, 
I'm a big fan of just advocating for exercise in general because I think that you know more people should just be moving their body and exercising. But very big but if you are not strength training, you are missing out on such huge, huge benefits. I mean, strength training is basically like the closest thing that we know to like a fountain of youth, just as far as like building muscle, how you're going to feel, uh, building strength, like all that stuff is going to allow you to live longer, but also live a better quality of life. So strength training is something that, you know, we all should incorporate. And that doesn't mean you have to go in the gym and lift, you know, these crazy weights and lift next to the bodybuilders and the powerlifters and all that stuff. But getting some form of strength training in, in whatever form or fashion that looks like for you is really, really important. You're going to look better. You're going to feel better. Like it's the best way out there of how to change your body in a way that you want to change it. Like you can sculpt and kind of mold your body into the way that you want it to look. Like there's not a whole lot of other ways that you can do that outside of strength training because you're literally building muscle, losing fat and doing those things that you want to do in order to look better. And then again, feel better from a mental standpoint, from a physical standpoint, lifting weights is such an empowering thing to do. You feel strong mentally, you feel strong physically, you build better confidence. Like there's just so many benefits that you get from lifting weights. And it's one of those things that it's really hard to pick an activity where you get a better return on your investment than lifting weights. So if you are not lifting weights or you did not lift weights in 2023, that is something that we want to incorporate within 2024. And as always, I've said on a couple different podcasts, but if you need a free training program to get started, just shoot me a message and I will send you one to get you going, to get you on the right track. And last on our list of things that we are focusing on in 2024, getting at least seven hours of sleep. And I know this is something that you've heard. I guarantee you've heard people talk about the importance of sleep and everything that it does for you and all the things that are going to happen if you don't get enough sleep, but it could not be more true how important sleep is to us and it could solve a lot of problems in our society if people would get more sleep the best free supplement that we have access to a lot of people will spend hundreds of dollars on these supplements and do all this research on different supplements and everything like that but like there's no better supplement than getting good sleep exercising quality diet getting out in the sunlight like all the best supplements that we know of are all free and all things that we can do like starting literally today. So if you're not getting at least seven hours of sleep, something that you should try to make a focus in this year, because it's going to have a big impact on all the other areas in your life. Like there's no better way to recover than get a bunch of sleep. And again, this is one that takes a little bit of trial and error as well to get into a good routine and to find a way that works for you. And with that being said, I would encourage you to find a sleep routine that does work for you. One thing that I've tried to do is set an alarm on my phone for a call it a bedtime alarm. You know, we all set alarms in the morning to wake up typically. But a while back, I heard somebody say like, set yourself a bedtime alarm. That way, when it goes off, you know, it's time to start winding down. Um, you can start kind of preparing, get ready for bed and get yourself into a routine where you're going to sleep at the same time, waking up at the same time, because that is super beneficial. And you're just going to start to feel way, way better. Um, and I know not every night's going to be perfect. Like you're going to have things going on on the weekends, or maybe you have a, a night during the week where, you know, you just sleep like crap or you're stressed or whatever, but trying to make that more of an emphasis again is going to have a big impact on all the other things that you have going on. It's one of the things that I've noticed probably the most that affects my health since I started wearing my whoop, which is my fitness tracker probably about five years ago. But like, I can tell when, when I wake up and I see my, my recovery score, or my sleep, and I, maybe I didn't have a good night of sleep, like, I know I'm just going to feel different. 
I know like I'm not going to be as sharp mentally. I'm not going to feel as good physically. I'm going to be a little bit tired. I'm not going to have as much energy. And those things kind of compound on each other when you start to have these nights of really bad sleep back to back and things just don't feel all that great. So trying to prioritize sleep, again, is something that is going to have a major benefit on just your overall health and just your life in general. So that is the last one for this list of things that are in for 2024. And again, just kind of wrapping this things up. Start of the year is always a great time to kind of reset and rebuild and start to you know, implement some new habits and some new goals. So take advantage of this time, but be smart about the way that you do it. Pick one or two things this month and focus on those things. You know, they always talk about, you know, how long does it take to build a habit? And it really varies a lot depending on the habit, but you know, the, the kind of the quote or the, the average that they talk about is that 66 days. So if you could pick one habit and, you know, focus on that for two months, let's say you did that for the entire year, at the end of the year, you would have six new habits that are ingrained within your routine and helping you live a healthier life and feel better and look better and all that good stuff. You, six habits is a ton. Like when you ask most people like, hey, did you you know implement or create any new habits like last year? Most people would be lucky if they could say a single one because we try to take on five or 10 things at the same time and none of it seems to work out because we're taking on too much and we're not able to really give the focus that we need to each individual thing. But Take your time, you know, focus on one thing at a time, two things at a time, and really get those things nailed down and added to your, your routine and to your regular lifestyle. And then once you have that, you know, you just build on top of that. If you can do that for the entire year, like you're going to be in a really, really good spot as we, you know, come to the, the close of this year. So excited to start this year off. Hopefully you're excited too. You're ready to make it a good year. A lot of good things going to happen in 2024. So uh, let's get it started on the right foot. And then with that being said, just a couple of things. Again, I mentioned it, but the one-on-one -on -one coaching, any people out there looking to make a transformation, lose at least 20 pounds, need a little bit of accountability, looking to you know get the right plan for you, get a little bit of guidance, make sure you check out the link in the show notes. First five people that sign on this month are also going to get a free month of coaching on top of that, which is awesome. And uh, with that being said, appreciate you guys listening, everybody who listened in 2023 and everybody who will continue to listen in 2024. I really, really appreciate you guys. Uh, if you could leave a review, that always helps. And uh, we will see you next week.